Chapter 1 Neural Accelerator Jack Glasser finished entering his search parameters, leaned back in his repurposed dentist chair, and attached a blood pressure cuff, cardiac strap, and blood oxygen sensor to his finger, quickly checking his vitals before going under. He pulled his custom headset from his cradle, where an iconic dental light once hung. He slipped it over his ears, shoving the long mass of curly hair out of the way. The headset, complete with multi-spectrum goggles, sat atop his head as he pushed the start button on the console. A ten-minute timer flashed on the monitors, beginning its countdown, and a slight hissing sound emanated from a split tube attached to the chair. He grabbed the tube and gently placed it under his nose and began to breathe nitrous oxide and isofluorine strong anesthesia used in surgeries. Then he pulled the headset over his eyes. He felt the familiar lightheadedness that accompanied each neural acceleration outing and began to drift off. He fell into a light dream state before unconsciousness and began to recall in vivid detail the event that set his current life in motion. The childhood recollection played inside his head in spectacular detail every session. He recalled running in a circle, lifting his feet high to dodge the tall, twisted roots of the banyan tree in the front of his South Florida home. He'd run in a clockwise circle for about five minutes, trying to stay ahead of his younger brother Luke, who was furious. Jack's lungs burned and his legs were heavy as they both paused, the tree still between them, each catching their breath. Luke used his shirt sleeve to wipe the sweat off his forehead and blew out a deep, focused breath. You might as well get it over with. I'm kicking your ass. A psychotic lilt was in his voice caused by a lump in his throat. He was on the verge of tears. It was an accident, you idiot. Jack remembered shouting. The blow-up was small by their standards, but it preceded the singular event that changed their lives forever. In retrospect, the justice that Luke wanted to extract from Jack for crushing his remote-controlled car with a soccer ball was laughable yet sweet in its innocence. Sitting in an induced coma-like state in a beat-up old dentist chair, his anxiety was still intact, and his left hand began to twitch. Like every session before, he drifted into a semi-sleep and watched the singularly most important event of his life unfold and replay in his head with extreme clarity. He saw their dog Bosco, who had escaped from the backyard, joining the chase. He was a big, brown, slobbery mess of a dog and took turns nipping at their heels, infuriating Luke even more. Two years apart and competitive in only a way that brothers are, Jack was 15 and Luke was 13 at the time. Even those that weren't aware that they were brothers would have suspected it, but not for obvious reasons. Their eyes, nose, and lips had a very similar shape, an undeniable family resemblance. However, they couldn't have been more different. Quiet and shy, Jack was lanky with darker, thick, long, curly hair. Luke was practically blonde, built like a linebacker, and had a personality that screamed for attention. Jack recalled Bosco barking feverishly as the chase continued. Unfortunately, neither he nor Luke noticed the sky had turned dark and ugly. Neither felt the air pressure drop, the wind suddenly stop, nor the eerie calm before the storm. No rain fell. However, from his vantage point years later, 
He now saw the bruise-colored clouds once in the distance, now on top of them, as they continued circling the large tree. In an instant, an unnatural cool enveloped the yard and traces of lightning hopped from cloud to cloud without a hint of thunder. Immersed in the moment, it became inevitable. The rest was history. The last thing that he and Luke remembered was a searing white light accompanied by a superheated cannon blast then slipping into the grip of a warm black numbness. As always, the recurring sedative-induced memory stopped in tandem with the 10-minute timer on his chair. His acceleration session started, blasting multiple compressed and intermingled video streams at his retinas with what sounded like streams of binary code ripping through his headset. Through the strong concoction of anesthesia, multiple streams of audio and visual data pummeled him, hurling information into every crevice of his brain with extraordinary velocity. He fought back reflexively as he had done every time, but soon gave in to the extreme mental and emotional exhaustion, surrendering to the pressure wash of information, unconsciously writhing in the chair. Thirty minutes later, the barrage of information stopped and soothing music began to play inside his headset. He sat still for a moment, collecting himself. The twilight concoction of anesthesia, perfectly timed so he'd only stay under for a short period of time. He removed his headset and rubbed his two-day beard. He felt his left hand tremble a bit and reflexively pulled it into his body, massaging it with his right hand. He lifted his head slightly and sat up in his chair. The vinyl was peeling off the arms, but it served its purpose, keeping his body still while he assaulted his mind with information. He stared at his office. It was a 20 by 20 room, complete with a built-in walled unit desk, several flat screen monitors hung above it. A small desk lamp struggled to light up the space. In the center of the room was his chair, the bane of his existence, a connection to his dark past, and the reason for his success of late. He pushed aside the silver tray that now held his keyboard and anesthesia controls, got up and staggered to his desk. He placed the small TV remote control that opened the hidden door to the office in his pocket and stared at the acceleration feed on the monitors and the information he had just hammered into his head. The feed looked like mathematical gibberish, along with a multitude of keywords including Greenleaf Pharmaceutical, Medical Cannabis, Records of Greenleaf's Land Holdings, Their Investors, Board Members, Suppliers, Production Output, Cannabis Strains, and all their affiliates. The monitors displayed 48 different subcategories that also included their executives, industry press, including research papers. This evening, he had loaded the entire 48 streams. Normally, his acceleration sessions would be abbreviated, but he had a personal interest this time. It wasn't one of his usual investment targets. Upon entering his acceleration feed, his web-scraping tool scoured the internet and dark web, searching millions of pages, following every hidden link to give him a highly detailed picture of whatever it was he was researching. Greenleaf Pharmaceutical, a medical cannabis company, was the subject this evening. Truth be told, his setup was nothing more than a firehose of information, and Jack could not only retain it, he could subconsciously make sense of it. He didn't need a next-generation big data platform. He was one. 
capable of ingesting massive amounts of information and processing it faster than a supercomputer. But he was different in that he had no moving parts, no need to validate data, and no software other than what was contained in his head. His neural acceleration platform was nothing more than an information delivery system. A torturous one, but a system that worked, at least for him. He was capable of understanding deep relational connections faster than any man-made device. But his abilities couldn't be attributed to superior genetics or even his chair. Instead, he owed his mental processing power to a massive jolt of Mother Nature's purest energy. His left hand trembled again slightly as he turned out the light to leave the office. He performed a moment of mental gymnastics, telling himself that the tremor was just temporary but he knew the acceleration sessions were taking a toll on him. How exactly? He had no clue. and didn't want to. Denial was his friend at the moment. He pushed the thought out of his mind and stumbled upstairs to sleep.